You see, people collect all kinds of things. New, old, priceless, worthless. Darling, it doesn't matter what. I simply must know why. Those mothballs shouldn't get to keep all the secrets. This is the Mothball Prophecies. Hello and welcome to the Mothball Prophecies. I'm Samantha Mashburn. And I'm Jill Huffman. And today we're sitting down with someone who is directly responsible for adding to both mine and Jill's collection. Mm -hmm. Very much. At an alarming rate. (laughs) She was born into the world of classic and vintage. She deals in the shop and online. Our warmest welcome to Riley of Darling Ditties. Hi. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. We are so excited to have you because, you know, like we were saying before we started recording, it feels like we're sitting down with like a a friend, like we're all getting together for coffee in the morning. Yeah, hanging out. And I love that. And I love, so you have been kind of like a ride or die mothballer. You've been with us yes. from the beginning, from like yeah. the, the, the inception. Baby yeah. So yeah. thanks. No, I for... think I remember seeing like on Facebook, someone posted like, do you like vintage? And I was like, oh, that's me. And then I remember <laughs> like continuing to read and I was like, oh, okay, I'll listen. I'll listen. And it was like, right when Corona started and I was working like by myself in my office. And so I was like able to have my podcast like playing out loud. And usually it's like strictly true crime and that's it. And then I was like, vintage. Yes. And so then I started listening and I was like three episodes behind and I was like, Oh yeah. Oh Oh. yeah. This is great. (laughs) I love that. I'm a big, like my, I'm a true crime podcast listener too. Like that's what I always have playing in the background. And now that my son is kind of start repeating things, it has to go like in my ears. (laughs) you're like where was she in the kitchen um Um, honey my son comes home and he's like dad did you know that ed camper like no 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 you don't know about a nipple belt (laughs) (laughs) did you know no we don't know about that hi here's your here honey here's your dinner here's a sippy cup drink it in the corner so yes, that's why we were a little uh, tardy this morning. It's a rough toddler morning in the Mashburton household. He has fully turned the corner into an almost three-year-old. Have fun with that. So the no's and the why's and the I don't want us. Yep. And I was like, this morning I could hear him. I have a pair of vintage roller skates in my living room. I have like three pairs of vintage roller skates. And I hear him and they have wooden wheels. So I hear it like come off the shelf. Oh, goodness. And then I hear it on the floor and then he comes into the bedroom and he like slams the door open, comes to my side of the bed and then is crying to me that they don't fit. And then I'm like, go find your father. (laughs) So he goes and then I hear him put the skate on and then get mad that I was just like, it is 830. What possessed you? So apparently I'm going to have to invest in some baby skates or something because this is our already. Yeah, so the keep an eye out skate. for some baby skates there, Riley. Yeah, well, on your hooks. I love I love roller skates. I have like three of my own pairs, and <laughs> my husband's like, "Why do you need three pairs?" I'm like, "Well, one is an official roller derby pair, mm-hmm. so if I want to jump into that, did I'm you play covered. derby? No, I, I like dreamed about it. Like, I played for two. I want to do this, and my oh, that's so cool. Fun. I, so you, should I do wanted it. to do it so bad, but I'm like. I bruise so easily and I would just be like blue all the time. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's where oh, the two yeah. vintage skates that I have come from was when I was playing roller derby. My husband found oh, them at cool. my home antique store that I love. Oh, yeah. I'll show you them before you leave because one of them is in the living room. Um, the, it's in like an aluminum case with a sticker on it. Oh, and, yeah. I know. A case oh, that's it. cool. So you have the three pairs. You have the, the roller yeah. derby of fish. Yes. And they're blue and they have like the cute like they're like way up. Like, I'm looking at them. They're like <laughs> they have like a white logo on them with a little skate like stamped inside which is super cute Adorable. and then i have this like white pair that has these like giant purple wheels on it and then like someone drew like rainbows on the side like going up the side and then the other side says trendy <laughs> it's it's the funniest thing i'm like who who did this oh, man. i have a theory about using uh adjectives in your description of whatever your business is or something like that. Like if it says fantastic, great, awesome, trendy, yeah. chances are it's not. Yeah. I'm just going to. They're just trying to force it. I don't know. Those skates sound pretty cool. The only great and one trendy. that I'm coming to mind now is Great Harvest Bread Company. Because it is great. It is. It great is great. Harvest, yeah. They, they literally have the best bread ever. And they're pumpkin rolls right now. Yeah. Well, and you, I mean, you have like a little different upbringing than Jill and I do in the world of classic and vintage. Like you grew up literally steeped inside the world of classic cars. Yeah. I had no chance to not like anything old. Um. (laughs) whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. So what's really cool is growing up, my dad, um, he worked at a printing company and so he worked graveyards. And so on the weekends, um, or like during the day he'd sleep or we'd get home from school and he'd be out there like working on a motorcycle or a Jeep or whatever. And it was fun. Cause we hung out in the garage and like, that's just what we did. Right. And so he did that for 15 years and then finally was like, I'm done working graveyards. And he started his own little company at home. And so we, um, like demoed the side area of our house and we built these two giant steel shops and it was the coolest, funnest thing ever because I was like getting to dig through the dirt and like it was just a blast like finding cool old stuff yeah um but so he built that and then he's like okay I'm gonna do like one car at a time or two cars at a time and so he just worked from home um doing cars and so we literally like had old men like coming to our house all the time to like get their car fixed or whatever and our town's super small and so my parents live on a big corner lot and everybody walks past it to get down to like the bay and like our little downtown. There's like five businesses down there, but it's like the downtown. And so it's like the happening spot to walk past. And so people are always like, that's so cool. What are you working on? What are you working on? What are you working it's on? It's like the best marketing and you could ever ask I for. I know. Yeah. It's literally like just drive by traffic at all times. And so then um, he just continued to do that. For a while, I don't know exactly how long um, he's at our was at our house, but it was for a while. And then now they've moved into a big shop in Morro Bay, and we've been there for fifteen years, I think. I think we it's won't. fifteen. Mom, don't yet don't yell at her if she's. Mom, wrong. I'm sorry. Well, and I was <laughs> um, like last night as I was working on stuff for the episode. I Google Earthed your hometown. It's and so it is like creepy at all. I just looked at where you live. <laughs> I googled earth. Totally so I just looked at it, and I was just like, "It looks like that's where the Brady Bunch would vacation. Like it's the yeah, cutest 100%. fucking." And it's like it looks. It's just like set inside of the little mountains, mm-hmm. and it's the cute little town. And then there's a little bay, 
that I just want to swim all the way across, but it looks, it's large. Very cold. And very cold. Is it very cold? And then <laughs> yeah. there's like She's a like, sandbar do and don't then do the ocean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was just like, why well, I have to be landlocked? I know. Every time yeah. she talks about going, I'm like, I want to go to the beach and go down and walk. And mm-hmm. nope, stuck in Idaho. Yeah. You can come visit anytime. It's for sure. Clown room yeah. You're definitely on our list of. It's it's like the best. When we got married to my husband, I was like, okay, one, I'm never leaving here ever. So where is he from? That. Where's your husband? He's from, from Modesto. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. Um, no, it's it's not great. Um, Anytime I like, hear Modesto, I think of that one Monsters cartoon where it was like the giant girl and oh the yeah so it's like seth rogan's one of the characters yeah yes yes okay yeah yeah i know exactly what you're talking about Isn't no it just it's just like monsters monsters i think yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it's the... like inland and it's just like dry and valley you know it's just totally different from here um but yeah, our little town's like 15,000. And so the little bay is like mm-hmm. a three minute walk to where my parents' house is. And then we're just one street Ugh, up from them. Asshole. And then my God. grandparents are another street up from us. So we're like, why are we still in Idaho? <laughs> no doubt. That's how it as was. it's snowing and cold. Right. When I grew up in Chile, that was like how it was. It was like my grandparents lived on one street. We lived down this way. All of my best friends lived in the street and we were like a roving gang of teenage assholes. Yeah. It's fun though. Cause like our house was, so our house was built by my great, great grandparents. So oh, I'm awesome. fifth generation to live here. Oh shit. And so, so cool. yeah. So that's super cool. Cause it's like the evolution of our house, you know, yeah. a lot has changed because my house is like all pa- like paneling, like all the walls are paneling. Mm-hmm. And so there's no insulation and we don't have like AC or like heater, like central heating here just because the t- temperatures just don't yeah. get crazy enough. But then when it does get cold, we're like, Oh, it is cold. I can <laughs> see my breath inside of my house, oh, God. but we have a fireplace and I'm so thankful. So like oh, that makes the last difference. couple of nights we're like, Oh man, it's 54 degrees outside. <laughs> we better stoke up the fire. <laughs> like, it's just it's so funny like we're spoiled here with our temperatures but it's like if it drops below 65 we're miserable yeah because i used to live in san bernardino and i remember it used to be hot and nice and we'd be able Mm -hmm. to go to the beach and all that kind of stuff and then we moved up north and i was like oh yeah i don't like the cold but there's also like the up north part of california that is also as hot as satan's asshole like yeah. my where my that's husband's okay so that's from. modesto oh yeah. my god <laughs> my husband's from yeah. a, plow, a town called placerville and i remember we went one oh, year yeah. in may and i was like i could never come this late in the year again i am gonna turn into a pork rind i cannot it's so hot i could feel the sun on my tattoos i was like i'm gonna die i'm gonna die yeah and my no. mother-in-law's looking at me like well sorry I know that's exactly how my mother-in-law like she was like because I was like it's so hot and um I was like dying the first time I went to visit it was like 106 out and I was just like there's like heat rising off the asphalt I cannot I can't do this and I like showed up and like you know my around here when it's warm weather I'm like have like a nice light pair of pants on and Mm -hmm. a shirt and I was like you pretty Let's much go have to, to the be mall, naked. you know. <laughs> no, there's AC in there. It feels <laughs> oppressive. The heat it feels oppressive to me. 
I like it. Yeah, it I is. No, you're like I'm, you're going to be out laying on a rock. You know, it's going to be like my husband. So my husband and I, if there's the sun and shade, I am in the shade, and my husband's like literally just sitting in a lawn chair in the middle. Okay, of the so sun. that is me. Like I. Like, I love the sun. If we go out to eat, my husband's like, uh, shade. And I'm like, oh, God, can we sit at this one that has, like, I know, like, sun? I'll find a table that's half shade, half sun, and I'll be like, okay, you can sit in the shade. I want the sun. No. Yeah. Okay, yeah. we're good. I just we're don't want to be trio. miserable. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you guys can stay in the sun, and I'll have a personal fan in the shade. With we'll a have, mister. Like, a little parasol. Yeah. With, like, mm-hmm. the lace and stuff. Yeah. That's what I plan on having. So, well, get it. one of those phone ones that, like, blows the mist at you. With, like, well, now that like, I am Meh. a part of the iPhone crew, I can get one of those. Yes, you can. So, put it on hey. Santa. <laughs> if you could add that to my stocking list. <laughs> I can't stand being, like, around people that have those things going. Like, I just can hear them, like, Meh, and you're like, what is that? And they have, like, their personal like, AC you, device like, on their like, phone. It sounds like a bee or something. You're like. What yeah, you're like, what like helicopter happening. Oh yeah, no, I can't. I won't do that. I won't. Well, we can all go to the beach when you visit, and we'll just get you know, a nice big umbrella. That's perfect. That works yeah. for me. And <laughs> me and Joel will be out in the sun. I know. We'll just be baking, and I'll be yelling, yeah. "Reapply your sunscreen." <laughs> Come on, Guys, you two. It's hot. It'll be like I did seven hours ago. I'm fine. So I'm fine. Are both of your parents, are they from where you're from? Yeah. So my mom um, is, from, well, yeah, my mom is from here. My grandparents have lived here um, since like the six, I think it was, yeah, 60s. And then my great grandparents, um, they had a house up in Prunedale that they had built. And then they came here because this was like the beach house. And so they built their like vacation house here. <laughs> um, and the whole house is built from, um, a burnt down house that was down in Arcadia that they like took all the stuff from this land. The guy said, if you take it all, you can have it. And so they like brought all of this stuff here to build our house. And then they lived up in Prunedale for a super long time. And then when they were older, they moved here. Um, I think they were like probably in their seventies, but by the time they moved here, And then they only lived here for like two years before my grandpa died. And then my grandma was alive for a couple more years. And then um, she died. And then another family member lived here. And so just been passed passed down. But this is the cutest it's ever looked. Of course. Yeah. I would agree. Your house is adorable. It is so fun. Every time you post pictures, I'm like, oh my God, it's so cute. And I we, just, like, highlight the, the, the organized sections. I'm like, oh, check out this organized <laughs> oh, yeah. corner oh, yeah. today. Of course. Yeah, that is how, that's the only way I live my life. <laughs> so I was thinking of, like, oh, I still had my little fondue set up because I was like, oh, I took my cute picture so that you guys could see my collection. And I was like, oh, I'm going to do it in front of that. This is so cute. But then yesterday was auction pickup day. And then I got home and I had like cardboard boxes everywhere. And I was like, oh, look at all these cute things I got. <laughs> and so then it was everywhere. And I was like, I woke up this morning. And I was like, oh, crap. I'm not cleaning up all these boxes. I'm going in the room. <laughs> I'll see you later. Like, somewhat organized. Yeah. yeah, we just this is the first time we've recorded like in my basement. And so like the upstairs kind of got like half neglected. And then, like, the downstairs is pretty much all together. So I was just told Jill, I was like, just come to the basement. Because my basement is all wood paneling, like you see behind yeah. me. So it's like we're getting rid of all of our modern furniture to redecorate it back to, like, when it was a turned into a basement, which was in the 60s. Well, I feel like a basement's the perfect place to record a podcast. Yes. Yeah. And like, it actually is, like, great sound dampening down here. There's no echo, so it's perfect. It's really cozy. It is. 
super. And there's that cute floral thing behind you, which I don't mm. know what it is. So it's a metal like it. shop cabinet like that you would buy in a kit from Sears. So okay. it's a metal Sears cabinet, probably from the 60s. And then the paper over the front is like that contact paper that you would put yeah. that they sold to put over metal cabinets. So it's I so cute. bought it at an estate sale. Oh my gosh. Six years ago, five or six years ago. I got that cabinet for like $10. It's worth it for sure. And now it has, it has all of my craft stuff in it. So all my paper stuff is in there and like all my like watercolor, whatever stays in there. Cause like that, that's all business pig stuff right there. Oh, business pig. Yeah. Cause that's just, so I was like, cabinet. Yeah. Since we'll probably be recording this way. I'm like trying to make that corner very cute. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. So was this the the grandparents that lived in your house? I'm assuming that's not the nana that you grew up shopping with. No. So the those those were my great grandparents, and I wasn't really around. I like we would go up there once in a while, but I wasn't really around raised around them very much. Um, and then I have my grandparents that are here in town, so those are the that's the son okay. of those grandparents. And then my dad's mom is the one that I like grew up going to all the antique stores and shopping, and she only lives about. 30 minutes away in this cute little town called Grover Beach. So she's right by the ocean and her house is like, oh my God. It's yeah, like a you museum. Sent a picture of her kitchen. Yes. With it has like the old Victorian stove, but it's the new <gasps> repro ones. Oh. Like yeah. I think Linda posted one. There's a one yes. that say on Pocatello. Her grandma has that stove and then like the top of the kitchen is lined with mason jars. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. My great grandma had a stove like that. And she had like before that, she had one of those old like you know the like five thousand pound white stove with the four burners with like the black covers. Uh-huh. So she had that, and then she's like, "I'm going all out." And so then she like got her new stove, and it's just like, oh my god, her whole entire house. Like, I hadn't, I, we haven't been over there because um, she had had cancer, and she beat mm. cancer, which is amazing. That's but we've awesome. just been super careful with her with right. the whole COVID thing, yeah. and so um, I haven't gotten to go over there lately but i wanted to show you guys a picture of her bedroom because it's like insane like she has this like wallpaper that's like jungle like leaves with like leopards and cheetahs like Love. every like couple inches and then she has this like queen size solid brass bed it's like her whole house is just a dream like it's a dream <laughs> I love i'm it. like Every time I go over there, I'm like, oh, yay. I feel like I'm checking into an Airbnb. Like, <laughs> oh, she's just God. every spot, like every single spot in her house is just perfectly laid out and designed. And she's gotten away now from like having a lot of things around because she's like, I don't want to clean it. I don't want to deal with it, mm-hmm. which I understand. But like growing up as a kid, walking through there was like amazing. Like, mm-hmm. she had this like, vase of peacock feathers like in the center of this table and I just remember being like I want to touch all of those they're so soft and beautiful (laughs) and I mean everything was just so put together it just was like the coolest it looked like a cool little antique shop and I just remember every time we would go there's something different on the shelf that was really cool or there'd be like a fox stole like hanging off of the curtain like thing and I'm like there's head and feet on that thing, but I love it, you know? Like grandma. It's just, yeah, she was just, and she's so creative, and I'm, like, so, so thankful for her because I don't think that I would be doing 
what I am without her influence and my parents and my other grandparents, like they all have owned their own businesses and they've all really pushed me to like, do what you want, do Mm -hmm. what you want, do what you want. You don't need to do this or that. And so that's really cool. But yeah, my Nana, I call my grandma's Nana, but my Nana Paul, my dad's mom, she like, she definitely influenced me probably the most with all the old things. And she encourages all my insane ideas. So I'm very, very thankful for her. I love that. I love, you know, because that's similar for me with my grandmother, as we know by now, is was my biggest influence in her house was very much like a museum. Like it hasn't changed in 30 years. It's like the same layout. Mm -hmm. And that's, I like, I aim for that as like a life goal is to get to the point where like my grandkids come to my house and see cool shit Mm -hmm. or whatever happens. Just, you know, I want, I want to pass that appreciation for interesting stuff off to, to anybody really. Yeah. I know I like shocking people when they come into my house and they're like, Me too. you have a lot of vintage. And I'm like, yes, yes, I do. Just because I like shiny new things doesn't mean I don't have old things. And so old things that are just as cool, if not cooler. So when you went, did you go antiquing with her? Or was it just like something you knew she antiqued? So you wanted to antique? So we would go with her um, when we were kids. I mean, we didn't get to go over there as often, but anytime we went, it was, okay, we're going to go to, there's this cute little place called the Aurora Grande Village. It's called the Old Village. And there's like a ton of different antique stores like kind of all next to each other. And so we would go in one and then we'd go in another and we'd go in another. Mostly it was like until, you know, we were little, like, until the time we were like, we're hungry. We want Taco Bell, yeah. you know? <laughs> and so this we would go. Yeah. It's so fun. And so then we would always like, I don't ever remember like getting like anything. Like I don't remember being like, oh, this is what we're looking for today. But she would find things once in a while. She has a very eclectic style, just kind of how I do. And so she'd get things once in a while. But then like the most fun was we'd get back in her car. She had a Bronco. And nice. it was like the old school Broncos with the oh. center console that had the phone in it. Oh. And so oh we'd get God. on the phone and we'd call her golden retriever at home. <laughs> and we're like, hi, Sadie, which is her dog's name. We're coming home, but we're going to go to Taco Bell first. We always went to Taco Bell because my parents like never ate Taco Bell growing up. But like when we went to <laughs> Nana's, we went, went to Taco yeah. Bell. Yeah. Like, Here we go. And so we'd like call her like, do you want anything from Taco Bell? And then we'd like come home in her Bronco. We'd park and we'd hang out and we'd play in the yard with our dogs and then we'd go inside and we always did something creative whether it was like baking a very fancy cake I mean like she was having us like layer fondant at like six years old like like I wanted to be a cake decorator Nana yeah yeah she she was great and we would do like watercolor or like all, I mean, all sorts of stuff. Like we had giant easels and she had a dark room and a sea train in what the yard. What is a sea train? A sea train. So, you know, like in movies when they're like, there's like bad guys running around on a boat with all those big metal containers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's like a sea train. Okay. 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 Oh. Um, it's like those, they have the two huge doors that open yeah. up and they're like, and they're massive. <laughs> so uh, she had one, she has one of those in her yard still. Um, And so that was her dark room. And so we would have full-on photo shoots I mean like serious business yes like she had a sun she has a sunroom too and so it was enclosed then it had like a cute little door and um we'd go in there and we'd put on like she would buy like wigs and that's what we would get at like the 
the antique stores at thrift stores and we get these crazy like prom dresses and like stuff that like I mean didn't fit us we'd have chip clips all over us you know and so we'd be fully dressed up with like fake ponytails in and like We'd be like full on and she'd be taking our pictures in black and white and then she'd go develop right. them in the film. It was it was awesome. It that was so fun. Like the best childhood ever. Seriously. Was she it a was hippie? Such, like was, was such, she like Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Here it all makes oh, sense. Oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> she like, like she's the cutest thing. She's very small. So my sister and her look a lot alike. Um she's like five one. You're, and you're um She's like five foot. Um, and my sister's four eleven. I think she's four eleven technically. Um, and so she was this this tiny thing and she always had beautiful long to her butt hair, oh very like thin, fine hair. And then my sister does too, always had crazy long hair. And it was just it was so fun. She'd always be so dressed up and we just ah, oh, she's the best. I like love her. I was when I told her I was like, I'm doing a podcast and she's like, oh, What's it about? And I told her. <laughs> and like last Friday, I don't work Fridays, and so usually I'll like call her and we'll chit chat for a while and she'll be like, What are you doing today? What did you find? What's 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 the happenings? You know? Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, Well, I'm gonna be on this podcast and like this is the questions. And she's like, Okay, here we go. And like wanted to tell like all of me about all her fun stories and we just have a blast, you know, like going to find certain things or she'll text me a picture and she's like, oh, you should do this. And it's like outlandish and crazy. And I'm like, you're right. <laughs> you're right. I should, I should do that. You yeah, know, she's absolutely. always very supportive of all that. So, thank you for guiding me. My Nana. Yeah, exactly. What is what is she primarily like lean into collecting wise? Is she all over the board or does she have a particular style? Oh, nowadays she's like it's so hard like she's very eclectic and very different and she's kind of like me how she has her like themed areas and Mm -hmm. themed rooms and right now she's getting into like like she has these white slip covers over her couches and stuff and I like told her I'm like I'm not a fan of this I hope you go through this I hope you go through this stage quickly because you are far too creative to be doing this, you know. Walking, you're like, what the? She's like, like she calls cult? it a French, like a French beach cottage, which, okay, whatever. <laughs> but I'm so used to like the eclectic colors and the, all the breakables and, you know, the domes. Like she has a mantle and she has all these like cake plates, like stands, cake stands with things inside of them, and then these big domes over them. Or she had like. An armoire Jill in her living room. Stands. I yeah. So you yeah. just made so many light bulbs go. It off. is so that's... it is so fun. Like her whole house is so good. But she has this armoire, and that's what her little TV is in. And it has this beautiful mirror, like oval mirror on the front of it. And she would like go forage like tree limbs, and she'd come home and like make this like thing with all these little fake birds on it, and just like. It was beautiful. Like everything she does is like beautiful and it comes together so well. And she like has this little area on her outside sunroom um, in the back and she hung like the um, single pane windows, you know, out of old houses, Mm -hmm. like on the sides. And she did like little fairy lights and she has like, it's just magical. It sounds like that she needs her own Instagram to show. She does. And I tell her like, I'm like, you need to do this and you need to do this. And she's like, ah. I don't know. No. And she'll send me this cute thing. Look what I threw together. And I'm like, 
what? Maybe like, you should have one for her by proxy that you run. I know. I always am taking pictures when I go over there and I see things. And she's always like, well, do you want that? And I'm like, no, oh, I want to admire it here. <laughs> That's please. my grandmother. She had this cute, I know. like 1950s kitsch Japan candlestick holder with like these Ooh. two angels. And I was like, oh, that's really cute. And she goes, would you like to take it home? And I was like, <laughs> I know. I'm not shopping. You're not a salesperson. I, You're not getting commission from this. Yeah, I know. I'm like, just let me admire it here. I love it. And she goes, no, no, I don't need it. It's no, really. And yeah. I'm like, son of a bitch. I have too much stuff. Yeah. That's, no, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Forever pawning. Yeah, but her, um, her kitchen is definitely like my favorite because of all like the mason jars. And then she has this one section where she has like, all the cute little tins, like the circus animals and the Ben-Hur and like Ugh. all that kind of stuff just like kind of piled in this one area. And she has this amazing, I don't want it, Nana. I don't want it. I'm complimenting <laughs> it. She has this amazing Coke bottle thermometer. Oh, and it's like, yeah. I think it's probably like, I don't know, three or four feet tall. And it's like this blue, it's like the bluish tint like that mm. the Coke bottles used to be. And it has like the giant thermometer up the top. I, th- I mean, I think that's what it is. I've never seen it up close because it's always been high up above on the ceiling. But it's like amazing. I just remember like being a kid and thinking like, that is so cool. Like, I, I love that. I, mm-hmm. I want that, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's just everywhere you look in her house, there's like a beautiful little area set up that she has. And it's amazing. I love that. What did you, what were you collecting like in your early like teen years versus like when you first moved out when you were 20? So like, I remember I first started collecting like little vintage cameras. That was kind of like a fun little thing. Um, I collect like little Polaroids here and there. Um, and then like someone would be like, Oh, you collect cameras. And they'd give me like some random like little Kodak camera and I have one of those like old antique ones that's like flat and then it folds out and it pops out with the little canvas thing it has a little Kodak stand so I started collecting that but I didn't like I admired a lot and I loved it all and like my parents always like their whole house was decorated and vintage but like a lot different style than my grandma my grandma had a lot of earlier earlier stuff she had a lot of like the glass the depression glass and like all that but my parents were more so into like they really like 20s and 40s and that kind of stuff. But like with that hot rod influence of automotive signs, like we have this huge sign in their living room. that's a giant spark plug sign, uh-huh. like an advertisement for spark plugs. It's huge. I'll have to, I'll have to send you guys a picture of their, um, their living room. So it was just very eclectic. And so I shared a room with my sister growing up my whole life and we were polar opposites. <laughs> and so my parents really let us do kind of whatever we wanted in our room. And so my wall was like lime green and I had like film like painted on the walls with like empty frames, you know, when that was a thing, like all the empty frames on the wall. I had a lime (laughs) green bedroom also. Yeah. So I totally did like the gold painted like ornate frames on the wall with like my camera collection. But then as I got older, I was like, Oh, I want this and I want this and kind of like just moved around and started collecting like weird things that I just was drawn to. Um, and so I would like put stuff aside. And then when I finally like moved into my own place, I was like, yes, it's my time to live. You know, <laughs> I had a place for things and I lived on my own in a two bedroom house with a full sunroom in the front. So it was, it was game over after that. <laughs> yeah. You're like, here we go guys. Yeah. We got to get straight I... into this. 
Yeah. And I like definitely like changed like our bedroom is like Mexican Spanish kind of inspired. I have like a couple velvet matador paintings with the carved wooden frames and like old vinyl covers that are on the wall that are like samba and oh, um, cool. just like different cute things. And then in this room, um, in my guest room, before it was just like kind of forgotten about. I just stored a lot in there. But I've always really loved the bright, colorful carnival stuff. But I never really thought about collecting it. Mm-hmm. And then I remember I got um, this cute little tiger that I have. And it was like stuffed. And I was like, oh, this is so cute. Aww. And then after that, it was just like, I have to find all the circus things. And then I never realized like how many times I run into clowns and people, it's always left at an estate sale, mm-hmm. always, because nobody wants it. And I'm like, yeah, you well, know. Because it's hard to picture like looking at the 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 wall behind me with the pennants and the posters. Yeah. You see these things individually by themselves and you're like, where am I going to put that? But seeing it yeah. together like mm-hmm. behind you in a collection, I'm like, that's one, it's really well done and it's not creepy. And the colors are beautiful. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, maybe the one, that guy with the blue hair staring (laughs) at us. But I think that's a great, like, example of taking an item outside of the elements that it's in when you see it and picturing it in a collection. That's really changed the way I collect the older I get. It's like looking at things in a different light of, like, the biggest influence probably for me that we've had on the show was probably Brandy. Mm -hmm. Because Brandy has this knack Brandy uh, Beetle from Pocketful of Heirlooms. She has this knack of like putting all this like stuff together or not like stuff together. Mm-hmm. Like I have so, so well done. I this we're in my office in my craft room and I have you can see right there, Jill. Those little I sure can. I had this old porcelain doll that was like four inches tall, right? And it's not old. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like maybe vintage, but it's not worth anything. And I was like, I don't collect porcelain dolls. But I like porcelain doll parts. Yes, me too. So I cut the elastic together that was holding it all together. And now I'm like, I'm going to put it in my um, printer's tray upstairs. And I have a box of porcelain dolls in the storage room that I'm going to tear apart. You know what you should do? I got a little porcelain doll head. You know that ones that have like the holes um, in the top and in the bus where like the, mm-hmm. the pieces were like sewn together. So I took the head and it had these like really cool eyelashes and these giant eyes. And I took the head and I put in the neck, I put a big cork in it. And then I put a plant in it. And now there's like a little succulent coming out of its head. Everyone at work, it's on my desk at work. And everyone's always like, um, and you're like, hi, my name's Riley. And I like weird shit. What's your name? Yeah, exactly. I I think it was on Facebook. Somebody was like showing how to make Christmas or Halloween decorations. And somebody had taken heads of dolls and cut them all off and then like burned them and all this and put it on a wreath. Mm. Oh, and I was like, I think I saw that. I would do that. And then it was so funny. Like the comments, they're like, how could you just destroy sweet, innocent dolls? And oh, this is worst nightmare. And I'm like, people not, are they not familiar with the franchise of Chucky? I'm like, did they take your personal dolls and do this? Don't you know that's all Facebook is, is personal attacks. Everything posted about you or not. I literally am there for the comments. Yeah. (laughs) I love reading comments on stuff like that. Like people that don't have any sort of idea about anything vintage or anything old. They're just like, what do you possibly want to do with that? You know? Why would you? My friends around here, like they can understand like some of my love for things. But like I don't have any super close friends here locally that I'm like with all the time that like get it. 
And so they're just like, oh, what are you going to do with that? That's and I'm like, oh, like, you just wait. So yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah, you just hold your, I'm actually going to, and you start listening off and then their eyes glaze over. And you're like, yeah. like That's what's mind. been so refreshing for the show mm-hmm. is finding our community. 100%. Like finding the people that when we talk about these certain things, they're like, oh my God, yes. And then like thinking you're like, oh, this is a really obscure collection. Nobody's going to have this. And then we'll get comments or messages. I know. And we're like, oh, they do have that. Well, yeah. and now the show has made me want to collect like even more things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, oh, I do have like one or two, like the vintage squeaks. When you had bitter squeaks on here, I was like, I about died because I'm like, oh, I follow her. Like, I love all of that. You know, right. anything like weird and kooky that no one else is going to like. I'm like all about it. Yes. And so when she was talking about like different things, I was like kicking myself because I was like, oh, I had one of those Mobley mm. like poodle squeaks and I had sold it on Etsy. And I think, oh my God, you guys, I think I sold it for like $10 oh, when no. I first was oh. getting started. You did. You did. And the I was person like, in the middle of the chase that we all look for. Yeah. I was like, I'm an idiot, you know? <laughs> and I was like so mad at myself. But then like, I'm like, okay, well, I still have part of my other collection and none of mine are Mobley's, but like, I've just like collected all these like weird squeaks and stuff. And I never had had them like out or displayed. I just had a couple of them here and there. But after that episode, I was like, I'm putting them all together. They're going on a shelf and I'm going to admire them every single day. And so now I'm like, every time I'm like out at an antique store now, I'm thinking more so like, Ooh, I want that. And Mm -hmm. I want that. And, and like, I just, I, yeah. Uh, the show has brought me to like so many different people that I'm like, I can connect to this and I can connect to that. And especially the pocket full of heirlooms. Like that was my favorite. Sorry, everybody else. I, like, okay. I love you no, all. But that was my favorite episode of like all those mice. I have to get, I have to get one. I know we all want I have one now. To have one. Yeah. I'm like, this is amazing. And we have like a Buffalo head and we have a, um, did you send me a picture and, of that? I don't think you did. Did I not? No, you I'll send you. it has a sombrero on it. Oh my God. That's fantastic. Uh, um, so we got these like Buffalo heads and my parents have a matching one. And then I have an antelope that also has a sombrero on it. But I like love all of that stuff. Like I love the bugs and the like, mm-hmm. you know, with the butterflies, with little, little, uh, tacks with like the name of what it is. Like, I love all that stuff. And then when I saw the, the mice with the, like the one with the balloon, yes, I, I was know. like, Oh mm-hmm. my God. It's so darling. And or she so just then I was like, the other day was like the gatekeeper and it's a, yes. like an RPPC, but it, oh yeah, yeah. Oh my God. They're all so well done. And I like showed them to my grandma. I was like, we should get into taxidermy. <laughs> and she was like, I mean, no, <laughs> but I admire that you're excited about this, you know, but I was just like, it's so cool. Like I have to have all these things, you know? So really the show is just making me more of a collector of many well and i don't know if it's done the same thing for you but i know like for me and i can't speak for jill now when i'm out i feel like like blinders have been taken off and there are so many things that before i maybe just looked at and i was like oh this is just old and now i'm like like i was at the di yesterday and there was california pottery oh Oh, yeah and it was outside of the i I almost was gonna buy it but it didn't have it was like the chip and dip thing Uh but it was just the dip trays Oh, and it was just the three of them. And I was like, I, I want to take those home, but I don't have, I don't collect California pottery. Like I it's, but I know what it is now. So I feel like I'm like, I'm sorry, friend, (laughs) but I did buy funny. They had a, like the industrial stapler. Oh yeah. Like from the fifties and sixties, the big heavy duty metal ones with the round enamel Oh, for like 50 cents yesterday. I know (laughs) my husband's always like, 
we should go. And I'm like, no, we both can't go. But hasn't it, time. <laughs> hasn't it opened for you, Jill, like a different sense of what you're looking for? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I've always gone. I've never gone conventional when I do my antique or vintage shopping anyways. I've always been one of those people that, oh, if it's pretty and cute and I know I could use it, I will get it. Mm -hmm. But now that... um we've been doing this show it's i do the same thing and i'm like oh i know what that is and then i just buy it yeah i don't care if i don't have a place or a need for it well and I'm i like, think i know what this is i'm getting it. eventually you know that's the thing too is i know jill and i eventually want to sell items so it's also like that thing of like i'll just hold on to this until we decide we're ready to get that was 100 percent how i started is that how you guys started? started is that what you did yeah i was like i'm gonna collect this and i'm gonna collect this and then i'm like oh my i have a million of these now <laughs> you know and i yeah i think that's kind of how a lot of people like my mom now she to, yesterday she was like i think i'm gonna start an etsy and i was like yes let's do it but then i'm also like oh no she going to try to like competition sell things that I want, mm -hmm. you know, right. I don't want to buy this from you listing. And you're like, I think not. Yeah. <laughs> you're not selling that mom. You knock on the door. She's so, she's so funny. Cause she like loves, like she is my estate sale partner. And like, I'll like, even on ones that I like before I just went down to four days a week at work so that I could have Fridays off, like solely for estate sales. And when I asked about it, I was like, okay, so this, and this is very serious. Like I need Fridays off. And they're like, Oh, is everything okay? And I was like, no, 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 yeah. I just I need to go to estate sales on Fridays, mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. I I can no longer work Fridays. And they're like, <laughs> okay. But before that, I was like, all right, mom. So I need you to go here, and I need you to find this and this. And I'd like screenshot pictures from the ads and like circle them and send them to her. Yeah. And so then now she's like, okay, well, I want this and this as payment for me going. And I'm like, sure, sure. But then we also have things that are like very similar and likes. So I'm like, you can't have that. I want that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm nervous. I'm nervous about her Etsy because I'm like, what if you want to start selling things that I want to keep? And you guys are going to just start trading. You're yeah. like, I'll give you yeah. this if you give me that. Mm -hmm. Straight sure, across. Pretty much. <laughs> so when you Which is what I do with like oh, everyone here around. <laughs> Like everyone locally, like I have a lot of like friends that like are in my antique shop or like I have a friend, um, Whitney, she lives literally like two streets away and she, her, our styles are so different. So we can totally like go shopping together. And so we're like always picking out things for each other and like, okay, this is, this is for you. And this is for you. We just like trade and drop off at each other's houses. Yes. And then my friend Nissan, she's in the spot that I'm in and we'll like get things and we're like, okay, I, I dropped this at the antique shop for you. Okay. I dropped this at the antique shop for you. So we're just like forever trading things in our yes, area. And it's just, it's a blast. That's how, so I know I talk about them in every episode, but they really are truly my, like one of my greatest friends, the Dawes live like a couple streets over from me. And so, and we both have small children. So like sometimes they'll be going out to a sale when like my son's just gone down for a nap. And so I'll start to get Marco Polos from Melissa and she'll go, so there's this. And she's just like panning across yes. the estate sale and so we definitely and then i do the same thing i went to that sale in american falls and oh, there yeah. was a fantastic like metal stool from the 60s like a shop stool with the blue that like it's like that textured like not leather but vinyl oh yeah Ooh, uh -huh. so it was that and i was like this would look so cool in your shop because she's a leather worker yeah. and so that's what i'm like now we just feed each other's fire to be like hey were you interested in this let me buy this for you and drop it <laughs> off and it's so it's fun because it's like 
you get to shop for other people, which is just as exciting because when you find something that someone else wants to add to their collection, you're like, yeah, like this is great. I love this, you know, and it's like, it just makes it the like thrill of the hunt even more fun because you're like looking out for what you like, but then you're looking out for like what other people like. And it's just like, I'm a personal shopper now. I know. Like I've had several <laughs> people send me pictures. They're like, Hey, if you go to an estate sale and if they have this, I'll pay for it. And I'm like, okay. And they're like, and you know, just tell me what your percentage is. And I was like, Oh yeah, I don't know. It's so strange. Like, huh? A coffee, like <laughs> a high yeah. five, a warm a hug, whiskey sour. <laughs> I need a drink. Yeah, yeah. A cocktail, something like that. Yeah. So when you started, like when you were dealing, did you go first, like to an Etsy shop, or did you go to a like booth? Yeah. So um, it first started because we uh, we got married three years ago, and I had bought in like a million uh brass candlestick holders um oh, and so far wedding I we had every single person because that's what i'm collecting yeah. right now is it's so fun i literally have like tubs full of it that are like 500 pounds and every time i go to move it, i'm like i need to get rid of this stuff <laughs> but um so we had like brass candlesticks all over the tables and everyone had their own glass goblet and vintage glass goblet which i already collect and love vintage barware and I was like, this is what we're going to have at the wedding. So then after I was stuck with like 200 (laughs) goblets and I was like, what am I going to do with all of these? And so I've always collected and my house has always been full of vintage since I moved in. And my husband was like, well, why don't you just sell some of it? And I was like, I'm not selling it. I'm keeping all of this. I love it all. He's like, they're sitting in bins. And I was like, ah. (laughs) And I had thought about doing an Etsy, but I was like, I'm not sure if I'll even sell anything. You know, I just love this stuff. And so I literally like walked around my house as if it was an estate sale. And I was like, okay, I've had this for a while. I'll, I'll get rid of that. I've had this, I've had this. And so I started my Etsy and I like sold something like my first day. And it was this little teeny Victorian house embroidery and it was all black embroidery. And then it had like a little bouquet of flowers in the front that was colored. And I was like, oh, I made it. Like, this is great. I'm doing this full time. You know, I sold like a $4 embroidery piece. <laughs> And so then after that, I just like continued to like list and list and list. And so then I was like, you know what, maybe I'll start an Instagram um, for my business. And so then like, that's when it really took off is Instagram is like such a blessing and a curse at the same time, because I've met so many amazing people on there and I've bought so much stuff from people on there and I've sold a lot on Instagram, which is awesome. But like the algorithms and everything, you know, are Mm -hmm. crazy. And so I was able to start selling on there and I kind of like, I still have my Etsy, but I've like gotten away from posting as much on there because it's a lot of work and it's just, um, super time consuming. And like, I love going out and finding all this stuff. I do not love sitting at the computer. Like Mm -hmm. this brass candlestick, you know, Mm -hmm. has cute lines. Like, I don't want to write about it. Like I don't, I love looking at it. I love collecting it, like writing and doing the description and all that. Like I couldn't care less about. Yeah. And so, I think that gets forgotten a lot too when people see like people selling on Instagram or Etsy or wherever, like the amount of background work that you're not seeing is. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you have to research an item like to know what it is to pick it up. And then in the beginning, like I had no I- real idea what I was doing. I didn't have any friends that were doing this because I was like nine or I was like 20, 21 just getting into doing this. I didn't really know much and I didn't like have anybody to like follow to be like, here's like a good idea of how to do things. Mm -hmm. And so there was like a lot of mishaps. Like I sold this amazing, 
I kick myself every single day. I built this amazing like partial Bakelite necklace and it was like cherries and the whole thing was like cherries and like little leaves and it had matching earrings and a bracelet. And I sold it for like $15 because I had no idea what it was. Oh. Yeah. And so that was like my first like big uh-oh. And then I had a whole Amish Butterprint Pyrex oh. set and I had no idea how to ship things. And I like shipped all of the bowls together like oh, with like no. some foam. Oh, God, you guys, people are going to hate. There's going to be some break? comments. Yes. It shattered all of them. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like I thought I packed it like super right. well, but I didn't really know what I was doing. So I like had to refund that lady her money and like she did not leave me a bad review. Thank you, lady. Um, But I just remember after being that, like I felt super defeated because I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like what, what is going on? And so then after that, like I was like, okay, I'm going to read about this. I'm going to like find people that are also doing this. And so that's what I did. And I like did the research to find out like, how do you ship this? And how do you ship that? And now I'm like a shipping whiz. And so I'm like, oh, I'll ship that five foot by three foot this. I don't care. You know, nothing really scares me in the shipping world (laughs) now. So that's kind of like what I was doing. And I was really just solely focused on Etsy. And then when COVID hit, I was out of work for like a couple weeks. And I was like really posting a lot on Instagram. And I sold like the most I've ever sold on Instagram during COVID, which is crazy because everyone's out of work and everyone knows what's going on in the first couple of weeks. And so I sat there and I like bought these like studio lights and a ring light and all this stuff and like did all my clothing. Cause I, I love vintage clothing, but I hate it at the same time. Cause it's like, I don't want to take the measurements and I don't want to do, mm-hmm, you know, yeah. do this and do that. But it's like, I love it and I can't not buy it when I see it. So I spent those couple of weeks like doing all of that. And my Etsy got like kind of popular. And I was like selling something like every single day. And so then I told my husband, I was like, I think that I want to like go into an antique booth. Like I thought about it for a long time, but I'm scared. Like right now I have zero overhead and I don't have to worry about anything. Like if something doesn't sell, oh, well, like it's just sitting in a box in my house. But there it's like, what if I don't make my rent? And what if I'm just selling things for my space? Right. And so um, I took my stimulus money and I paid for like three months in advance for the booth. And I said, okay, I'm going to give these three months. I'm going to see how much money I make. And if I cover my rent, I'll continue to do it. If not, like I'll say that I tried it. Yeah. And it's been insane. It's been amazing. And I'm kicking myself. I didn't do it sooner because I'm like so excited. And now I have two spots and it's amazing. It's so fun. Well, and you, like your booths, you have pictures of them on your Instagram and they are so well put together. Thank you. So well. I feel like that's like one of the most underappreciated things of an antique store. Yeah. I hate it when they just like throw shit in there and they're like, whatever. But like you can see like the time that you put in and like when you put stuff together, it like you wouldn't know you would need that until you see the way you put it and then it's like oh I do need that yeah my mom has been like such a big help on that because like when I first moved into my first spot I was like so overwhelmed and I was like what am I gonna do like yeah because I'm the same way like if I could be in an antique booth and I'm totally that person where I'm like "Mm, that doesn't look very good I don't want to like I don't want to walk into that spot Mm -hmm. and I know the whole don't judge a book by its cover and stuff but it's like if it's if I don't feel like intrigued and I don't feel interested Like I'd rather spend my time looking at another booth that looks good. Mm -hmm. And so um, I really wanted to make it look like this is somewhere fun. This is something fun that I want to walk into that I want to be in. And so my first booth is like very 60s and 70s. And like, that's like 
my heart and soul is like that booth and I love it and it's colorful and crazy and I'm like in the process of redoing it right now. But then when I got my second booth, I was hoping that they were going to be next to each other, but it didn't work out. And so this other one is like around the corner, but I was like, okay, well, I don't want to do the same thing. And so this one's like my hardware store booth. Like that's what I (laughs) think of it as. And it's just um, industrial is like kind of the more so the style of what it is. And it's like, I love that stuff too, but it just, those two didn't mix well together. So I couldn't have that stuff. And my first booth was kind of limiting me on the stuff I wanted to put in there because I was going for a serious like style and aesthetic and I didn't want to like throw in a random item over there. And so with that second booth, it's been like awesome because I can have the two different styles going. Yeah. You're really cornering like the whole market of it, of people coming through. I doubt people even know that you have both of those booths. Yeah. Every time someone's like in my booth, there is a lady there like last week. She's like, Oh, I love your booth. I follow you on Instagram. She's like, and I know you have like another booth in here. And she thought it was this other spot that kind of had the same look. And I was like, actually, it's this one. And she's like, what? I, she like couldn't believe it. And I was like, yeah, I was like, that was my first one. That's like really like what's in my brain. And then the second one is just like stuff that I think is also super, super cool. But it's just like, it didn't fit well with that, yeah, with the other stuff. Like right now yeah. I have the kind of like winter vintage camp vibes going. And so I have like a lot of like Boy Scout and Girl Scout stuff and ice chests with cute blankets. And like, it's just like very fall right now. And then my other one is just like kicking you in the face with 70s nostalgia. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I do too. So when you do go to your estate sales and because you post a lot of, you you show pictures of the, your finds on Instagram. So when somebody doesn't say, oh, I want that, does that go to your booth then? Or do you, how do you do that? Yeah. So before I would like post it on Etsy after like months of it sitting there. But now um, I'm like, okay, so this, someone didn't buy this on Instagram or like someone locally doesn't want it. um, And I take it to my booth instantly. So I clean everything up, I price it and I tag it and then it goes to my booth. And so I go to my spot usually on Tuesdays and Thursdays because they close at five and I don't get off work till till five, but on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'm able to get off at two because I go in at like 530 in the morning so I can get off early. And so then I'll just take those items over then. And so it's like so much easier than having to list it on Etsy. And then it sits there for a while. Whereas I could take something over to the shop and it could sell that day. And I'm like, cool, let's move it over. You know, I had no idea before that like vintage hammers would sell so quickly. And now it's like, I can't keep enough vintage hammers on my shelf. So like every time I get one, I'm like, Oh, I better take this over there. Like someone's waiting at the door for this, you know, I came for hammers. I know. I want that yeah. Hammer. It's just so funny. So since you rent your booth, is it, so you make all the money off of the booth, you don't have to pay a commission. Um, so it's, they take uh 15%. So, um, I pay for my spot and then my spot comes out of the amount that I make a month and then it's they get 15%, um, on top of that. That's very reasonable. Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah, it is. Um, and like, what's amazing about the spot, I'm in Tara Lee's in Morro Bay and she, Tara's like the most amazing person because she loves it all, but she doesn't sell. And so she's not there like pushing her own stuff, you know? She's not like, oh, you're looking for this? Check out this spot over here and like takes them to her own booth, you know? And she doesn't require you to work. Like you can just go in there and do what you want and leave and take off, you know? But I've told her like so many times, I'm like, let me work. I want to, I want to hang out here all day and like see what's selling. And so it's just an awesome place to be because everyone is so nice and like quite a bit older than me. And so I just get to like 
sit there and like take it all in and what mm-hmm. everyone's working on and like what everyone's doing. And it's just like such a positive, happy place. And I couldn't like, I couldn't ask for like a better spot to start because she's just been so awesome. And every time something else comes up, she's like, Oh, are you interested in this? Do you want this? Or, you know, how are you doing? I'm so thankful. Like she's just so, so awesome. And it's just like the best place ever. Everyone else there is like super cool and all the booths are very well put together. So it's nice. That sounds so lovely. I know that's definitely a must go for the pod. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have to. And it's a super cool like mid-century building with like the big slanted um, (laughs) roof and it has like all the rock with the gravel on the front of it and like big windows. It's awesome. I love that. I do too. I know every time you do go to your sales and you start posting, I literally am glued to my phone (laughs) and I screenshot everything as you go because I'm like, okay. Let me mm-hmm. let me really look into this picture and see what's there yeah, that I what need. is happening well, she in posted, here. So I bought so well, I didn't find it. Melissa found it. That it's like a 1960s, 70s Sears Roebuck kitchen. Oh, yeah. Play kitchen. It's so cute. And it's all that like tin that's pressed and whatever. And I had a friend oh, redo so vinyl cool. graphics for it. And Riley posted last night this like lot of like vintage play kitchen yes, stuff. Oh, it's so cute. And I was like in the recliner and I sat up and I was like, <laughs> fuck. I was like, this is so good. I need. And they're all. Oh. There's so many mixers. Did you see all those mm-hmm. hand mixers? Oh like, my gosh. And what's so crazy. Cute. So like that stuff came out of this insane house. Like this. I've been past this house before in my life and it's always just like kind of looked abandoned and I didn't think anybody lived there. But the whole thing is like crazy hoarded. And this is their second sale that they've had there. And the first sale I went to, like, I got a lot. But it was like, oh, your spud. The spud came from the same the same house. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> and so it's like the hard part about auctions is, like, if I'm going for something, I'm going for, like, one thing particular in the auction. I'm like, this is awesome. But then it's like, oh, you want this? Okay. But it comes with these six boxes of this mix and match things. And you're like, hmm great because you know i mean goodwill yeah so much stuff and so it's like i was like going for a couple things on this and then it turned out to be like four boxes and i had no idea and it's like all this cool stuff in it and i don't know if you saw that red pig that i got like that was so cute and i'm like oh my god this i didn't even know this was in here like i'm keeping this forever like this is so amazing and so it's just like it's fun and i wish that on those days, like I wanted to, I had my phone and I was like trying to like take a picture because there's like this hanging light. And I was like, um, that hasn't been on any of the auctions. Is that going to be for sale? You know? And the girl was like, I don't know. Like she does not care about anything old, you know? And I was like, well, like, can I buy it right now? And they're like, no. I was like, oh, dang, like what is going to happen to this? You know? So I like wrote a little note and I was like, okay, I'm going to drop it off at that house. If like someone lives there and say like, I'll buy your living room light. It's like a hanging <laughs> pennant light, Oh yeah. which I like love hanging lamps, like any swag lamps. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I've been trying to be better at like showing people the process of everything because people think we'll see stuff like, Oh, this is really cool. And then it's, it's sold or it goes into my booth. And it's like, I like showing the behind the scenes mm-hmm. part of like, this is the disgusting place that I just had to get all this stuff out of. Like you guys have no idea how this smells. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. like a couple weeks ago I went to one and my foot went through (gasps) the floor of the garage and like cut my ankle. Oh my God. And, but I got some of the best stuff I've ever gotten there. (laughs) 
like, I was like, yes, this is the best place ever. You know, I love to dig. I love to find stuff like it's awesome. And so it's like, I want to show people more so of that so that you can see like, this is all the work that goes into it. This is why vintage sometimes is a little bit more expensive mm-hmm. or is, you know, average price. And people think, why is that so expensive? It's old. Like, it's yeah. like, well, there's a reason behind it. Think about all the work it takes to research to know what this item is, to clean it, to sanitize it, to fix it, you know, especially yeah. clothing, that kind of stuff. It's like, there's a process that goes along with posting things on Instagram. And I love, like, I'm just Snoopy by nature and I love seeing the process like Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people we follow on our instagram that show what you show and i'm more apt to like i think buy from those sellers because i i see the value in the pieces they're curating and they've told me a story about it yeah that it's like okay the story is like what makes it Mm -hmm. oh yeah 100 percent. yeah and that's there's yeah, it's a it's a gift to sell the way that you sell because it's not easy to just put stuff up for sale and no, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of work and I love being able to see it all on Instagram too. Like there's certain people I'll follow and like they don't live anywhere close to me and they'll post an estate sale and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so jealous. Like I'm like literally like sitting there like kind of annoyed and I'm like, why am I annoyed? Like I don't even live there, but I like I want to go experience this and I want to go to this cool place and I want to do that. You know, it's just such a funny a funny thing but I'm so thankful we get to like experience it through Instagram and like seeing people's adventures of it like I love it I always get jealous too especially of your estate because you collect a lot of stuff that or you find the stuff that I want and I'm like damn it yeah why do I live here (laughs) and where we live it's not like very there are estate sales and there are garage sales but it is nowhere like the people we talk to or other places around us. Like no, the estate sale garage sale season is done here now mm-hmm. as oh, we yeah. go into winter. It's, it's done. Going. Yeah. See California, it's there's no real like yeah. cut off. But I have to say, like some of the best thrifting I've ever done in my life was in Idaho. So the DI, man, oh my gosh. Like <laughs> You gotta come back. In Rexburg we went through and we went to all the national parks and I was just like, Oh my god. Like I we went with a big group of friends and we were all sharing a big Airbnb. <laughs> Airbnb and I came home and like the whole entire back of the car was full. I was gone for like three and a half hours mm-hmm. and they're like, where were you? And I was like, you guys, I found this place and um, I am going to go every single day that we're here. And I just like kept coming home with like mm-hmm. bags and bags of stuff. And like the, I don't know if you saw the, my story the other day of the fondue collection. I had the yellow mm-hmm. one with like the chip thing underneath. Like I got that at the DI in Rexburg and I was like, this is my favorite thing I own now. And like, I hauled so much stuff home from Idaho that (laughs) I like have told my husband multiple times. I'm like, I will fly into like Salt Lake city and do like Utah and then do Idaho again, because I got some killer stuff and it was so cheap compared to out here. It is very cheap. Well, and the beautiful thing. So Rexburg, where you were picking at that DI is a college town. So these kids will come in and they'll thrift and they'll collect and they'll buy like new shit. And then they all have to go home. And so they just dump it at the DI. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for those of you that are not familiar with the area we live in, the DI we're referring to is called Deseret Industries. And it's a thrift and secondhand store that is through the church, uh, the LDS church. So it's which all is crazy. Which and they have like family stuff and whatever. Yeah. Which and it's, it's so organized. Yeah. 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 It is. And the one here in Idaho Falls, I went um, 
I'm part of a ladies group and my friend and I were wanting um, snack plates because oh, we, yeah. we like to mm-hmm. entertain and stuff. They have those in the antique study group. And so then uh, she had posted a picture on our Facebook group and she's like, was somebody asking about snack plates? DI has a bunch and I got, <laughs> it was embarrassing. I just kept filling the cart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, I am not going to have a party with a hundred people. So I should tone this down that. just a titch. So I came home with like four different sets and I had them hidden because we were living in the apartment. So I had to hide them <laughs> from my husband and he went so to funny. pick something up and it jiggled. Oh, He's no. like, what's in this? I'm like, nothing. Put it down. Don't drop it. Uh-huh. He's like, but I'll what's at in it. here? And I'm like, it's nothing. Bones. It's bones. You need to worry about. I'm like, it's a dead oh. animal. And they have so many snack. Those oh. like glass. Um, it's now for my favorite time of the show. <laughs> Get Riley, Riley. It's or oh, it's horrible. It's horrible. I w- I think I went I, fairly easy on Riley. I could have been pretty. I was like freaking out about this. I was like the last couple days I've been thinking like what is she gonna what is she gonna do? I tried to go real easy. Do? I got a surprise at the end for you. Mm, it's oh nice. No. <laughs> so uh, as I say, we're getting to my favorite part of the show, which is the estate sale walkthrough. And for those of you. Who are new to the show? Um, the each week we travel to a completely imaginary estate sale. It's not real in any way, shape, or form. Nor do the towns or houses exist. I am an asshole, and I just make it all up. Um, it this feels isn't real. This I feel like I did something wrong to you in another life. Well, and here's okay. So here's a fun like little tidbit of information. The estate sale walkthrough was never a part of the show. We got to the end of our first episode with Carrie, and I just went on this riff. And Jill's looking at me like, we didn't talk about this. This was not predetermined. What is happening? And so that first estate sale is completely from the top of my head while we're interviewing. I know. She just told me. She's like, I think I might do like a fun game at the end or something. And I was like, like, okay, okay whatever. whatever. I love it. Like, I live for that. Like, every episode, I'm like, yeah, it's time. I like- my, I've got friends that are like, oh, I didn't think you were going to pick that. And I'm like, oh. I know. I regret not picking the other thing. Okay. I love it. Shut it's, up. And it's I always think write. about your guys' choices. Like <laughs> I'm like sitting there listening, like at work. And I'm like, oh, I, I would pick that. And then like each of you will say what it is. I'm like, sometimes I'm like, really? Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm like thinking about oh, like, what are it. they going to do with this? So, uh, yeah. So the state sales are completely made up. Everything in them is made up. They don't exist. But if you ever find one that matches one, please send it to our uh, email. Yes, please. <laughs> Um, it's and it's the thing with these estate sales is they are filled with every part of your favorite things. If you think it's there, it is there, no questions asked. If the thought comes to your brain, well, I'll buy it if it's this, that's definitely what it is. We work our way through the sale with a series of multiple choice questions of items to choose from. The only catch is you can only pick one or the other, and you can't go back and get the other one because there's no loophole. There isn't, there isn't. (laughs) And once you walk, once you leave the door, it's just uh, gone. You've, you've traveled back in Ever. time. All right. So today we are in a sleepy town um, in the coast of Oregon, and we're picking through a beautiful A-frame cabin. Oh, man, I already oh, hate this. Goodness. The cabin is filled with 1960s and 70s decor, and it's also full of shag carpet. It's everywhere. Oh, no. It's everywhere. Oh, we're starting in the living room of the cabin today, and they have all of the bedding laid out on the couches and chairs. There are several bedspreads to choose from. One set draped over the sofa is a floral print 
in oranges, pinks, greens, and yellows, the groovy type collection from the 60s and 70s. I'm personally attacked right now. <laughs> the other set, this is for me, the other set is a chartreuse chenille complete bed set. Both oh. sets are complete, shams, sheets, everything. Which one do you pick? I hate you right now so this much. Is, that's really hard. Oh, man. I'll go first. I am going with the chartreuse chenille set because i don't know why but my old lady soul is obsessed with chenille my great grandma had some and i regret i love i like i did not have a chenille blanket next to me i love them Mm -hmm. i'm trying to find a king chenille set for my bedroom so listeners dealers if you come across king bedding send it to a color um i'm not i know talk to riley i don't discriminate All right. What I, do you pick I have like Riley? a pink one right now, but I don't know. Oh, I'm not. A, I feel like send I'm not, to me you're not like pink. Yeah. Oh, man. And have you seen those chenilles that have like the peacock? Mm-hmm. Like the, oh. mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to pick the flower, the flower power, mm-hmm. obviously. Jill, who's going home with you? Oh, my God. Uh, I'm going to go with the chenille. Mm-hmm. I already regret my decision. It's all right, Sorry, Riley. You guys will can, we can ship them back and forth to each other to okay. share. We're split custody. Winter yes. and spring set. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly yeah. it. So, okay. So we've picked our bedroom sets. We just literally turn around on our heels and behind us is the kitchen in the dining area. Oh, damn it. Oh. They loved to entertain. And they have everything from fine dishware to utilitarian pieces. But today we are picking from um, salad serving bowl sets. There is a teak set with soft scalloped edges, an anchor hawking Sereno avocado glass salad bowl, or a light pink Melmac bowl set. Why? Why do you hate me so much? This one, I I feel like is easy for me. Go for it. Go. What do you got? I'm going to go for the the avocado green Mm -hmm. because my kitchen's avocado green. Oh, shit. I didn't know that when (gasps) I wrote this. Yeah. That's yeah, my kitchen cabinets are avocado oh green. God, so that's fantastic. And I have a million teak bowls, and I feel like I never use them because I'm like, oh, the wood gets dirty, and I right, can't... they're hard to clean. Yeah, Jill, yeah, but I love them so much. Mm-hmm. Oh man, what was the last one again? Um, the last one was the Melmac, which is oh yeah, that's, that's right. Melmac I is. know. I have. I... Ooh, I have a huge collection of that. I have too. passed up stuff. much of that because it was one of I'm my mom's ad. collections, I and love she had those. like ten boxes of it. And when she got remarried. She got rid of all of it, and I went through, and what the cups you see in some plates is what I was like, no, we're not. Ugh. So I saved all the little, like, coffee teacups. Yes. Well, if you ever need more, I have. <laughs> it's bad. I, I'm going to pick the Melmac salad bowl. Oh, fuck. All right. I'm going to go teak. Nice. Nice. Melmac is so – I love all the colors, too, of the, Mel, the Melmac. It's I do, like... too. And then I have so much set it's, aside. And it's their beautiful colors. I feel like those are going to become really popular in the next well, five or six years. Around here they are. Well, they're, we're they're, about 10 and popping. a half years behind yes, everywhere else. Yes, we are. We, yeah. we like so. to take our time getting to the fun stuff. <laughs> so, it gives you more opportunity to collect. This yes, is true. it does. Unless people are listening to us and they're going to steal it. Right. That's probably, we got to be careful. So um, this next little pick is a bonus pick in the kitchen. They're um, already bagged oh. up in Ziploc baggies. So you can choose between the two. Um, there is uh, baggies of cocktail swizzle sticks or Tupperware drink coasters and like Lucite oh. coasters. And so you pick the coasters or the swizzle sticks. This is dumb. 
I'm going to go with the Tupperware coasters because they're adorable. God. I'm sorry. No, you're not. Not really. Like halfway sorry that I get into trouble. I love Tupperware, but like I also love swizzle sticks and a cute glass, man. Mm -hmm. I know. I'm going to go with are these like hotel swizzles? Whatever like, your you know the rules, desired. Riley. It's whatever, <laughs> oh, whatever you God. think they are. They're from the Madonna Inn. Oh God, we're going with the swizzles. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You know what's funny? They don't even have any. I, I yeah, they did at one time. Never they found. did at one time in this estate then, yeah, in Oregon. They got them. them. And they're pink glitter. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Swizzles. Oh. I'm gonna go swizzles. Oh man, that was that hard. We still have two more choices. We have two more things to go through. <sighs> so you got your swizzles. Okay. Right. Now we head upstairs to the loft bedrooms. Placed on the walls, and I saw this in a state sale. Okay. If you guys don't follow Miss Jessie Jane, pink estate sales <laughs> on <laughs> Instagram. Do you follow her? Oh the yeah. Way I she like talk to her, her all estate the time. Is she makes gallery walls. So this is in They're her so fabulous. This is an homage to her miss melissa there better be a vacuum in there somewhere then I know she <laughs> so we head upstairs to loft bedrooms placed on the walls in a gallery is art from all of their home um specifically there are spanish velvet paintings or vintage spanish movie posters velvet oh fast movie posters <sighs> velvet I, there was a theater in Shelley that was a movie theater and then a play theater and then it was a Spanish movie theater. Oh, that's cool. And we were renovating it to turn it back into a play theater. Mm -hmm. And you went up this gnarly staircase and they wallpapered the upstairs, like where the light booth was, with Spanish movie posters. And they were some Ooh. of the most beautiful things I had oh. ever seen. Did you take pictures? No, because I there was no <sighs> smartphones at the time, so you had to carry oh, a digital camera around. <laughs> okay, this is the last stop. All right, so we've done everything. We've done our picking through the house. Going outside to the deck, we immediately spot vintage camping stuff. Ooh. Tucked under a table is two fold-out camping stools, the one with the striped canvas seats and the wood legs, or... A set of folding lawn chairs. There is two sets. There's the aluminum with the striped woven strips. Oh, love those. Or aluminum with the wood armrests and the floral oh. seats. Those ones. Floral. I want those ones. Floral. Wow. Yeah. I am like on the hunt for those. Mm -hmm. I love those. I have so many of the like braided. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like ones. That's, those are the like only the lawn floral. chairs I thought existed growing up because that's all we had. I I'm or the rope the kind. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going with the floral ones too. Okay. Oh. This is a hypothetical question, but I wanted to throw it in for you. There are two of your fave umbrellas at this estate oh, sale. No. Okay. <laughs> so they are the uh, Riley's fave umbrellas are the ones with the fringed ends and the cute yes. peaked top. They're very, very yes, adorable. So cute. Never find one. One of them is in your favorite colorway. But it needs some serious repairs. The other one is in perfect condition, but you don't like the color. Ooh. Which one are you this taking? This is home? just. Oh, God. <laughs> like, I know that if it was real life, I would totally pick the ones that are my colors. And then I would be like, oh, I need to fix this. And then I probably wouldn't. No, I'm. A, yeah, I'm going to pick the ones that are my colors. Because if it's not my colors, I'm like, hmm. 
I love it, but it could be better. And I don't want to feel that way about an umbrella. And the lady of the estate sale took pity on you because nobody else wanted to buy the umbrellas. So she's just going to let you go home with both for the price. Oh, my goodness. What a nice lady. She was. I love that lady. I probably would have hugged her. I know. She wants to get rid of her parents' shit. Oh. Uh, I can seriously never find those umbrellas. Every time they're at a sale, they'll be like, oh, we were just using it for shade. I'm like, don't have it in your pictures. Yeah, it's asshole. rude. Yeah. 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 Don't get it's my like a personal up. attack. <laughs> like uh, every time, every single time I'll see one or it'll be there. And they're like, it's not for sale. It's not for sale. I'm just like, I, there's been so many I've missed out on. And I like have the vintage patio chairs with the floral, like thick foam, like mm-hmm. for them. And like, I just want one of those umbrellas so bad. And I don't want to like go to the Osh or like, you know, and buy one of the new ones. Like yeah. I want yeah, the you thick can, yeah. vinyl, yes, floral ones. I do too. Now that I, thanks, I know, thanks now. to you, I know you need more em. things to buy. Yeah. All right, Miss Riley, where can our listeners find all your stuff? I am on um, Instagram at Darling Diddies. That's where I'm like the most active for sure. Um, Facebook at Darling Diddies as well, but it's just a post from Instagram. And then I just got a TikTok. <laughs> Um, I don't really do anything on there except for make videos so that I can post them to Instagram. Yeah. So Instagram at Darling Diddies is going to be the the best place. And I'm pretty active on there. And if I don't respond, it's probably because I'm hunting for something and my hands are full. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for sitting down with us today. Um, Thank you. I can't wait until we can come travel and see you and we can go make hunting in my you. van. Yes. Yes. I can't. That van's going to be. Fabulous. Oh my God. Riley, just tell us van. about the van really quick before we go. Yeah. Did so I just it? got a 1965 Dodge A100. Yes. And it is stinking adorable. And it's so exciting because I've been wanting like a bigger vehicle. And I like just, I didn't want to buy a new car because I don't want a car payment, yada, mm-hmm. yada. And I had a 63 Falcon was my first car, but I always wanted like a 40 Conaline van. And there was this guy around town that always drove one. And I was always super jealous. And this was like on the way to the antique store. So I was like passing it like twice a week. And I was just like, oh, I love that van. And so I stopped one day and I like took pictures and I sent it to my dad. And I was like, dad, check out this van. He was like, no. (laughs) And I was like, no, 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 you don't understand. He's like, yes, I do. No. And I was like, dad, please. Like, so then I just stopped and I was like, okay, I'll meet you over there tomorrow at two to check it out. (laughs) And he was like, no. So I got there at two and he didn't show up. And so I was like looking at the van. I was like talking to the guys. And he, they were like giving me a hard time. They're like, oh, we could build this for you. And I'm like, no, like, oh. you know who my dad is. And they're like, oh, but he's busy. You don't need this. And I was like, I also work at like the van capital of the planet. So like, I, I don't need help. Okay. <laughs> and so then my dad finally met me over there with my mom, who was like very no about it. <laughs> and then, and then they saw it and they're like, actually, it's like pretty cool. And like, we've already got it running in like two oh. days. It's already running. That's so and- awesome. Yeah, it's all cleaned out and it's going to be so exciting. I'm yeah. so excited. It's going to be yellow and white and yes. I, I can't wait. I can't the beautiful wait thing it. about it is now you have a company vehicle. Yeah, and I'm going to be hauling so much stuff. Yeah, you are. Oh, I can't Every wait. Every single day. Oh my God. And we can like add in the bench seat for when you guys come visit. So we can all just like be in there with all of our things. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. For yeah. sure. Love it. All right, everybody. Uh, Stay tuned for Curio Corner where we dive deep 
into the items uh, we talked about today in Riley's episode. Again, Riley, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank, thank you. you. I had so much fun. Sitting down with us for listening every week. Uh, thanks. We're real glad we know you. So today, the Curio Corner is just a touch different than what you guys are used to. Jill closed on her house this week and she is moving. So in all of that time between moving and working and all the things, she is not with me today, but Mm -hmm. a very important person is with me today. I went down the street and around the corner and I am sitting recording with Melissa Daw today. I'm happy to be here. She is. She is helping us out. Uh, Sam sent me a message and said, would it be weird for me to record Curio Corner by myself? And I was like, hell yeah, it'd be weird. <laughs> let me do let it me with do you. Let me do it with you. <laughs> and I, well, let me tell you, because I was like, if I send this vague message, will she just offer up the help? <laughs> because I had full intentions of asking you. And then I was like, man, maybe that seems weird. So I did, I did the bait and switch. Yeah. And it worked. And it worked. It just fell right into your trap. You did. Snared. Snap. <laughs> because you're ever the helper. Oh, yes. With this. So I actually, um, Melissa heard this episode before anybody else, mm-hmm. before the editor, before spell check. I sent it to her and I was like, you got to listen to this because this is what you're going to help me with. And I listened to m- most of it. Yeah. I'm a mom and I have a new puppy. And so <laughs> it was a busy day, but I did my best. And you did great. And... I hope, I think what we talked about a little bit, I loved sitting down with Riley and like I was telling you, and I say in the episode, like she is literally like among the first five or 10 followers for the show. So it felt, and we wanted to eventually sit down and do the interview face to face, of course, Yeah. but we kept bringing her up in episodes and I was said to Jill, I'm like, we just got to have her on the show. And so I sent her a message and we set it up. And when we did the interview with her, she was sitting in her guest bedroom and behind her, is all of her circus collectibles and like these clowns on the bed and it sounds terrifying (laughs) but the way she had it put together it's adorable she sent me pictures of it and it'll be up on the instagram cool but and she was dressed up and then jill and i were literal bridge trolls like sunday (laughs) dress it's very similar to what you see this evening stretchy pants oh yeah me too and sweaters and we talked about a ton of interesting stuff on her episode. Yes. It was pretty fact heavy. And one of the things I mentioned that's sitting behind me was um, this cabinet that I have. Uh-huh. And I say in the episode that I think it's Sears. And? I don't think it's Sears. Oh. But I don't know because there's a tag on it and half of it's gone. So I'm going to put it up on the Instagram this week and maybe see if, somebody can identify see it. See if we can get some help. Cool. Yeah. Well, have you seen it? No. I've not seen it in person. Maybe just, at Marco Polo. Just in a Marco Polo. Because <laughs> I'm always like, what is all that contact paper back there? Yes. It's covered in like, what was it? Is it called Groovy Daisy? Is the pattern, I think. I don't know, but it's gorgeous. Thank you. It's, it's avocado. Like green. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 70s, I, 60s. I got it for like five bucks. Gorgeous. And I kicked myself to this day. So it was filled with vintage board games. No, stop. And I left them. <sighs> And it had like the Bakelite pieces and the celluloid pieces. And I didn't realize what I had until I was putting stuff away and I saw the checker pieces. And I was like, well, (sighs) you've done stupider things. (laughs) So we talked about um, a couple different things. Let's start off with the velvet paintings. Okay. Because this was something that I'm certain a lot of people have seen out and about shopping. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, So this information comes from good old Wikipedia. Velvet paintings are a type of painting that refers to the use of velvet, usually black, as the support in place of canvas or paper. Sidote 
in Juarez. Juarez. I don't know. And of course, Sorry. the pronunciation said it in Spanish. So it was like, I'm not even going to try it. Anyways, I'll put it up on the Instagram so you guys can find about it in the comments. Was the center of velvet paintings in the 1970s. Doyle Harden uh, created an enormous factory that turned out velvets by the thousands made by artists sitting in studios. One artist would paint one part of the painting and slide the drawing along to the next artist to add another part and so on and so forth until the painting was complete. Velvet paintings were mass produced by hand. Edgar Liedig was an American painter and was known as the father of American black velvet kitsch. Even earlier, history of velvet painting goes back to its origins in Kashmir, the homeland of fabric. Though these paintings often depict religious symbolism, kitsch velvet often displays Elvis Presley, dogs playing poker, Jesus, Dale Earnhardt, John Wayne, and indigenous peoples. Uh, current prices for vintage velvet range anywhere from $9.99 for a paint-by-number portrait to $1,200 for mid-century pieces. And those were both the sold prices on eBay. Wow. So, yeah, there was it was interesting for as notorious as velvet paintings are, mm -hmm. there was not a ton of like well-documented, like you would think this Wikipedia page would have been pretty lengthy. Yeah. It was not. It was pretty pretty small and the edgar guy edgar leading they bring him up but then they don't really tell much about him so oh, really? I, he was just he was like a refugee in france and then he somehow ended up making velvet paintings like it was the most vague description but interesting with a uh notoriety like that you'd think yeah i I am a collector of velvet paintings myself, and I found all of mine at thrift stores, and I've never paid more than... I, well, I think I paid $60 for, for the, the nudie one. Where is that at? It's in the shop. Oh. Yeah, the, the bust. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of the, it, she's nude from the waist up, basically. It's a great painting. I know. It's awesome. Well, and that's where I found uh, the cat, the cat that might or might not be a skeleton. Yeah. Was from the Goodwill for like three dollars. Yeah, so that's awesome. And um, Riley, I'll have some pictures up of her, the Matador ones. Yeah, that she has. Cool. And then another interesting thing we talked about um, that was just collectibles that you have that surround your life is we were talking about Mel Mac, mm -hmm. and that was a collection that my mom had growing up. Like one of the first ones I remember seeing, it was like six or seven boxes filled with Mel Mac. Whoa. And um, this information for Melmac comes from wisegeek.com. Melmac is a name for plastic dinnerware that was created using melamine, and it was developed in the 1940s. What is melamine? Melamine is an organic compound that is often combined with formaldehyde to produce melamine resin, a synthetic polymer that is fire-resistant and heat-tolerant. Also see Bakelite. Yeah, I was going to say that sounds like Bakelite. Yeah. And the resin is versatile. It's a versatile material that was a, has a highly stable structure. Its uses include whiteboards, floor tiles, kitchenware, fire retardant fabrics, and commercial filters. Hmm. And so since melamine can be easily molded, it naturally lent itself to dinnerware and household objects. It was durable and low cost. It was easy to clean. Um, it wasn't going to melt in a dishwasher. Melmac dinnerware came in just about any type. There was bowls, plates, cups, saucers, uh, coffee cups, teacups, glasses, bowls, servingware. It was everything. And it came in a rainbow of colors and patterns. But when it started in the 50s, it was more muted colors like seafoam green, 
uh, pea green. There was like pink and yellow and teal, those classic mid-century colors. Mm -hmm. And then as it progressed in the 60s and 70s, it got more psychedelic and the patterns got a little different. Like what's that pattern? That's like, it's a solid color with flecks of color. Uh, I don't know it's the like, name like of it, but broken I'm, chunks and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I know exactly what you're they talking about. They created stuff that looks like that. And then it also went on to have like printed images on it. So cartoons was also on a form of Melmac. And Melmac, from what it sells for now, I have a suspicion that it's going to become more collectible. Yeah. Um, it just seems very close to what's trending right now with like people our age, yeah. millennials. So it ranges anywhere from $5 for a single piece, like a cup or saucer, to $145 for a complete set. Whoa. And there was another complete set that was like 75 pieces, but it was like soft serve chocolate brown. Oh, yeah. So that's not a good color. No. And it was fairly, I mean, so that the 145 was for 16 pieces. Mm -hmm. The uh, chocolate brown was... 75 pieces for $189. Oh, okay. So it's and definitely less desirable. What color was the 145 one? It was the teal, like the light blue oh, from yeah, the that, super popular. Yeah. And I have like in, I have them in my craft room and I use them as like holders for different bits and bobs. So, cause they stack cute and they're kind of topsy turvy. And so yeah. they have like buttons and beads and cute. So if you see it and it says Melmac right on the bottom, you flip it over and it says Melmac. It's, I had, I collect a lot of weird things. And I have never heard of Melmac. But I, I've seen it. I just didn't know what it was called. That's I, surprising. Yeah. Because you do collect a lot of weird stuff. Yeah. And that's something that I would definitely collect if mm -hmm. I ever came across it. Well, and you know a lot. I mean, mostly, I mean, everything that you collect, you guys know a lot about, too. Mm. Well, mm. for the most part, I would say more than the average bear. Okay. Well, thanks. Yeah. Thanks. And we um, we talked about where we find a lot of our stuff. And I didn't realize that one of the places we find a lot of our stuff really only exists where we live. Yeah. Yeah. The DI. Um, and it's kind of, it seems ubiquitous to us, but it's yeah. apparently not. Um, this is from, again, from Wikipedia. Uh, Deseret Industries is a nonprofit organization and division of the welfare services provided by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Also referred to as the LDS Church. Or the Mormons. Yeah. Which they don't like that anymore. They like to go by the long one. Yeah. <laughs> which this comes from Wikipedia because it was the least non-denominational description of the DI I could find. Oh, nice. Yeah. Good for you. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, DI thrift stores are similar to the well-known Goodwill Industries. They are generally located in areas where LDS church members membership is strong, with a total of 44 stores in Arizona, California, Idaho, Nevada, Oregon, Utah, and Washington. As with other thrift stores, people donate items they no longer need, such as furniture, appliances, computers, and clothing, which the store then sells. Deseret Industries also sells new furniture, much of it received directly from its own manufacturing plant in Salt Lake City. DI also provides job skill training for the physically, emotionally, and socially challenged and seeks to place them into private sector employment. Did you know the manufacturing thing? I did. They sell um, those bed frames they sell and their mattresses. Or... I just had this weird thing in my brain where I was like, where the fuck did they find so many of these? <laughs> Who donated all of these beds? And now I feel like a dipshit because they're, they're making uh, That's them. funny. Um, so the DI is one of our mainstays. Here in Idaho Falls. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, because all the other thrift stores, like Goodwill, Youth Ranch, 
um, the Voldemort thrift store that shall not be named. Yeah, right. But um, a lot of these other thrift stores have online options for selling. And like Goodwill has, um, what is it called? Shopgoodwill.com. Yeah. And so they take all the good stuff off the floor. They put it on the internet, mm-hmm. sell it there. And so you ne- like you might find something small that's like kind of a treasure that you're excited about, but you'll never find like the treasure. No. The DI still to this day puts everything out on the floor. And for it's so reasonable. It's so reasonable. It's the best. It is seriously. I find so much. Well, okay. So we're recording in Melissa and Eric's basement. Yep. And I am wearing Eric's headphones, which are very nice studio headphones. Yep. And he found them at the DI. For $3. Yeah. Like I make a list for housewares and different shit that I need. And I go to the DI first because there's just so much stuff that people just get rid of. Yep. I love the DI. And that's why when Riley was talking about going to the one in Rexburg... Which I don't necessarily travel that far. We should do that someday. Yeah. We should drive to Rexburg. But it is seriously like brand new clothes, new. It's Yeah. Rexburg especially because yeah. uh, Rexburg is a college town. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, the well, it's LDS. It's where BYU-Idaho is, yeah. which is an LDS religious school. And so if you need any nice housewares, like brand new Pier 1 type of stuff, yeah. that's where you go. Or mm-hmm. really nice clothes. And it's all so reasonable. Yeah. And that was, you know, we, we, I have an interesting sidebar tidbit about the Voldemort thrift store. Oh, yes. I, we have a listener that listens to the show. Hi, Christina. Hi, Christina. And I don't know you. <laughs> I bet you do. She's a local. Oh, okay. She's a darling. And she is, so of course we speak about that thrift store often. Mm-hmm. And she came in for her hair appointment. And I, had this flooding thing of, oh, God, she listens to the show. Oh, God, she listens to the show. <laughs> and she sat down and we talked about this thrift store. And she is actually on the board oh. of people that contribute their know-how and whatnot to that thrift store. And we sat down and talked about some of the issues that arise with the pricing in that store. And she was going to take it back and talk to them. Cool. So hopefully that will facilitate... Maybe a little bit of change because it is a great thrift store. It is. They see they get so much good stuff, but mm-hmm. then it's just out of reach for most yeah. people that go in there. Yeah. I found a sweater there that I loved just the other day and it was $50. And I was wow. like, wow. I found a dress that still had the tags on it, like from Target. Yeah. And they were asking $2 less than what Target was asking. It was $20. That's insane. And I was like, okay. The only, yeah. And we've talked about the only time we get something great there is when it doesn't have a name on it. Yep. And another one of the things that you could find there, but you'd probably pay a little bit too much for, is one of Jill's favorite collectibles. Like Mm -hmm. when we are at an estate sale and if Jill spies a cake stand, it it, all bets are off. Like that's where she's headed first. That was a great segue. Thank you. I do my best (laughs) to segue as naturally as possible. Very nice. Thank you. So she loves cake stands. If they're in an estate sale picture, Mm -hmm. she's on it. She's in it. Yeah. And so we were, I was talking about what she wanted, um, for her housewares and Riley had the dome idea. And I was like, perfect. I guess I'm getting you domes. And she was like, yes, you are. That, it's a That's a brilliant idea. I can't fucking wait to do that. Because it really, like, it, that's a great way to display anything. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. you also display the dome and the cake stand. And it's a great thing. Chef's kiss. Yes. Imagine putting, like, cute little putts houses. Yep. With little teeny tiny <gasps> trees and some fake snow under that bitch. Maybe some little Christmas lights. Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> Most definitely. So this information of the history of cake stands come from collectorsweekly.com. 
And so it was interesting because it's one of those things where I'm like, there's a cake stand. What interesting things can there be? Yeah, I'm sure there's something. Yeah. So cake stands were originally known as salvers. Um, They were named after wide silver platters that were popular at the time, being the 16th century, 17th century. Wow. For those unfamiliar with cake stands, they are made of glass primarily. Some are ceramic, some are plastic, the later they get in life. And they have a round top that sits atop a pedestal base, depending on like the price or the range or whatever will depend on its embellishments in decoration mm-hmm. um the first salvers to be made in america began in the 1770s in pennsylvania but in um the earliest depiction of a cake stand or known cake stand was in 1620 according to british records so they've been around for a long time and they've been wow. around for the same purpose which was to display desserts and different things and to keep stuff from falling on the floor so cake stands are made primarily from pressed glass rather than hand brown so think like the depression glass and things like that um cake servers from this era were made in array of sizes ranging from a few inches to two feet and they ranged in color from emerald green canary yellow amethyst and sapphire cake stands also appeared in milk glass jasperware and jadeite they reached their popularity height in the 19th century and around the turn of the 19th and 20th century, major American manufacturers like Fostoria made salvers to match their full lines. So they cut in patterns with evocative names like Diana, Louise, and Virginia, which why those names? I mean, why not? Sorry about your name. <laughs> um, in the mid-20th century, companies like Pyrex and Fiesta streamlined and simplified their cake stands to match modernist trends, even as the use of those items were falling out of style. Mm-hmm. So there was one that I read about that was like, it was a crystal cake stand with an ornate pedestal, and it had hanging crystals like a chandelier, and the feet were carved like cut glass. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Yeah, and like I have like a little tiny one in my kitchen. That was from Target, and it's just white, yeah, like enamel plastic. I I had one at my wedding. My wedding cake was on a cake stand, and it was the biggest one I'd ever seen. It was fourteen inches, whoa, in diameter, and it was only like maybe three inches high, but it was super cute. But I would now I might start collecting cake stands. Now you're officially part of the mothball prophecies because <laughs> you've I been am. bit by the. I should probably collect that bug. Well, I think of like having one day a bigger kitchen and mm-hmm. having a shelf to display all sorts of colors and heights and sizes. Yep. I have a a bank of cabinets that has empty space above it. And I'm just thinking. Mm-hmm. Well, we're taking out. That's the first winter project. Mm-hmm. We're taking out a bank of cabinets in my kitchen. And putting an open shelf yep. in. And I'm putting a tall shelf on there only to display my glassware. Oh, heck yeah. And I'm going to put a cutie little backlight on it. (gasps) Yeah. All fresh. So, yeah, that is, um, I really enjoyed sitting down with Riley and I look forward to watching her business grow because she has a really great eye for items that she curates. And even like I ordered that little booklet from her that Mm -hmm. has the hairstyles in it. And she sent it with a couple different pictures and a couple different Kodachromes, and then the spud that she found like her attention to detail was really great i highly encourage you guys to go check out her shop that's awesome and if you're local drive in to see her brick and mortars because they are they're so cute we'll have pictures of those up and everywhere that you can find riley's stuff 
on our social media at the Mothball Prophecies Original and also on our website, themothballprophecies.com. And we are asking you guys because we want to do a special December episode dedicated to our wonderful listeners. So we would love for you guys to send us the stories of the antiques you collect. You guys have listened to enough episodes by now. You know we love to hear any and everything about your collection, whether it's a doll with your grandmother's hair, mm-hmm. whether it is cake stands or Tupperware or Pyrex or whatever, please share your stories with us. We would love to share them with everybody else. Antiques should be spoken about often. You can send those to our email at themothballprophecies at gmail.com and just put in the header, my antique story, so that we know to share those on the show because I just, I want to hear about them and so does Jill and so does Melissa. And so do I. Yeah. So does everyone. Everybody. To see everything we talked about on today's show, visit us on Instagram. We would really appreciate if you guys would like and review and share the podcast with your friends. That's how new people can hear about your new obsession. And as always, I hope you guys find some good shit. And don't forget to look under the table. That's right. Bye. Bye. Bye.